0: today we're going to finish um, session 59 received June 25 1981 Um, here we have a lot of comments as we you know as we've been doing uh, discussion about pyramids we ended uh, in the middle of uh, the session at uh, number 5914 uh, talking about the uh, nature of the three spirals, and if you see the the general functions of the pyramids image or graph or chart, you know image prepared by Jim McCarty. Again, what we see is a um, top apex coil alignment between the apex and the queen's chamber and the resonating chamber so we have a resonating chamber below the pyramid which was done for a certain kind of death rebirth um preparation for initiation and that is centered um to the what what's what is really an inductive coil of upward spiraling light or energy prana intelligent energy that moves in in particular configurations from under the pyramid first in a semi-scoop and then through two particular complete spirals to the apex and then fountaining or spiraling off of the apex uh, in the third what's called the third spiral or complete spiral so we have a semi-scoop pulling prana in to the bottom of the pyramid going through the resonating chamber which is centered going then through the Queen's chamber which is centered going then through the King's chamber which is an offset position. Then the the first spiral basically goes through the Queen's and the King's chamber ends above the King's chamber. The second spiral goes from above the King's chamber to the internal apex or or within the pyramid to the upper apex the apex at the top and then the third spiral fountains off the top and we were discussing uh, the second spiral in uh, 5914 talking about a transformation across boundaries of dimension um, in association with the first spiral um, being more associated with working space time to time space and the second spiral where there is no, is no formal chamber. It's above the king's chamber. Uh, being more of a time-space-to-space-time configuration uh, with different properties. Uh, and so we carry pick that up at 5915. And Don asks, In the Giza pyramid, there was no chamber at position 2, meaning a, in, within the area of the second spiral, Do you ever make use of position 2 by putting a chamber in that position, say on other planets or in other pyramids? Ra said, this position, meaning um, uh, a a chamber that might be put somewhere in the zone of the second spiral above the king's chamber. Uh, This position is useful only to those whose abilities are such that they are capable of serving as conductors of this type of focus spiral one would not wish to attempt to train third density entities in such disciplines. <laughs> and so Don doesn't pick up on that and leaves that alone and goes off to the third spiral discussion in fifty-nine sixteen. Uh, I assume that uh, because the configuration of that second spiral uh, is related to what was saying, talking about an interdimensional time-space to space-time configuration, in a sense, um, the energy direction, or the—it's not a place you see. It's—it's it's an energy, it's a coherence or um, uh, patterning of energy in the second spiral that is associated with the transformation from time-space to space-time. That would be more appropriate for entities in time-space <laughs> to do work or higher dimensional entities to do work uh, associated with uh, whatever is needed for the pyramid or the planet in, in the zone of that second spiral, while in the zone of the first spiral, uh, which basically goes from uh, a little below the queen's chamber to a little above the king's chamber meaning the Queen's and the King's chambers are both fully within the first spiral, the, the tendency or direction or um, metaphysical direction or the the energy quality tendency uh, of that first spiral being of space time to time space uh, or from the lower to the higher uh, rather than the higher down to the lower is certainly the first spiral more suitable to to people in third density doing, uh, you know, initiation and healing. So the king's chamber, the queen's chamber on the bottom, initiation, the king's healing. Uh, those workings of three D space time are suitable within the realm, the space of that first spiral, which itself uh, is associated with that tendency or direction metaphysically, from embodiment to disembodiment, or from space-time-to-time-space. Now, we go on to the third spiral, 5916. Don asks, Then the third spiral radiating from the top of the pyramid, you say, is used for energizing. Can you tell me what you mean by energizing? And Ross says, 5916, The third spiral off the apex is extremely full of the positive effects of directed prana, and that which is placed over such a shape will receive shocks energizing the electromagnetic fields. This can be most stimulating in third density applications of mental and bodily configurations. However, if allowed to be in place over long, such shocks may traumatize the entity. And that's what I've said before. Um, uh, using the pyramid in San Francisco for many many years uh, on the floor under the pillow zone of a slat frame bed doing meditation for 30 minutes or so uh, I found it extremely helpful uh, for bodily health and uh, mental clarity and could notice all sorts of improvement to body mind but <laughs> uh, lest I go to sleep um, with that pyramid beneath my head or on the floor zapping me with these uh, shocks energizing electromagnetic fields then um, there was some deleterious effect but uh, it's very helpful to use um, a well carefully constructed pyramid uh, for the third spiral as if uh, you know in in the application of doing meditation for 20 minutes or 30 no more maybe 20 only Uh, while that pyramid is is under the bed or in the zone of the pillow where one is resting. Uh, So that's the third spiral. And Don goes on and asks, are there any other effects of the pyramid shape besides the spirals that we've discussed? Ross said, there are several. However, their uses are limited. The use of the resonating chamber position, this is below the pyramid physically, is one which challenges the ability of an adept to face the self. This is one type of mental test which may be used. It is powerful and quite dangerous. The outer shell of the pyramid shape contains small vortices of light energy which, in the hands of capable crystallized beings, are useful for subtle, various subtle workings upon the healing of invisible bodies affecting the physical body. Then, other of these places are those wherein perfect sleep may be obtained and age reversed. These characteristics are not important. <laughs> Meaning, it's not that important that you get perfect sleep and reverse your age. But of course, <laughs> for our quality of our physical life, it's a, kind it of might be quite important. This is the difference between Ra, that uh, always uh, has perfect samadhi sleep, and uh, us in space-time, who may be quite disturbed. But these uh, two paragraphs of 59.17 are interesting, the first explains the the nature of the resonating chamber. The resonating chamber, um, with which is within the um, which is actually perhaps even below the semi-scoop. The semi-scoop, as depicted on Don and Jim's uh, uh, Jim's chart, general functions of the pyramids, shows the semi-scoop starting above the resonating chamber. But um, we can certainly say there's no, full, um, there's no full, complete spiraling occurring yet at that resonating chamber. It's associated with facing the self. Facing the self um, is uh, necessary uh, on the spiritual path. We can say that the spiritual path or the path of evolution from third density uh, up to a higher self, late sixth density... Uh, and the entirety of the spiritual path is uh, self-knowledge or knowing the self. Know thyself is the path, is the way. Know thyself is the way. And at first what we know is the distortions that are mistakenly identified as self. First we may know this, the, the self that is faced, um, whether it's faced in an intensive way by the adept, or one-on-added path, or faced in daily life. I mean, we may say that all of our life is self-facing. I mean, when we're in a situation, uh, what else are we experiencing but uh, self-generated reactions? What else do we experience but self-generated decision and choice? The consequences of self-decision, self-choice, personal choosing, right, free will. We choose this and that, we get consequences, and our life, the what comes to us, what comes up in our body-mind, all that catalyst from the outer world and the so-called inner of body-mind, all of that is consequential to self-determined choice, karmic result, cause and effect. So we're facing uh, all the experiential catalyst is self-generated consequence or consequence of self-generated choice, Body-mind catalyst arising is same. Um, and our reactions to situations are self-generated. So the situation comes to us as a kind of karmic consequence. Uh, body-mind, you know, sensations in the body and thoughts in the mind, memory, image, this and that, imagination, insight, all comes to us as a consequence of self-determined decisions and choices. All of that is facing the self too. And uh, in meditation, we have an intensive, uh, focused opportunity to face the self. Now, what is the self? (laughs) Of course, the self is uh, not only uh, the body vehicle we use. Of course, it's not only the personality of a single lifetime. Of course, it's not only the soul or synthesis of multiple lives' personalities. Of course, the self is not only the Atmanic, Uh, unified self which still is on the path and not finished so there's the octave self the seven-dimensional self the threefold octave self mind-body-spirit complex higher self seven-dimensional kind of resource for higher self uh is that the self (laughs) or is that the vehicle of the logos experiencing an apparent selfhood with an apparent uh apparent sense or sense of an apparent time-space sequence actually <laughs> can you separate the self from the logos uh, this sense of this consciousness or the um, you know transpersonal awareness that gives rise to personal sense of mind or personality or self um, is that awareness localized is it born of the octave is it from outside the octave isn't it What is the self? (laughs) It's a good question to ask oneself. And so the adept is one who um, seeks uh, absolute total self-transformation, which includes uh, the training, mental training. You can call it a mental test, but it's actually, I think, bigger than that. Um, Facing the self is is facing the distortions and limited perceptions and limited conceivings of the unenlightened mind. And as the mind transforms, we trans our understanding of what the self is also transforms. And this resonating chamber is basically a Dark Night of the Soul thing or place for that. It's like a shamanic vision quest. It's like uh, fasting in the desert uh, that the native native peoples have done. Um, it's like a um, three-year retreat in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition. It's like a seven-day retreat in the Japanese Zen tradition. It's like sitting for an hour in meditation. It's like sitting for five minutes in meditation. All of these are different degrees of uh, self-training to face the self, to be free of illusion, to be free of the false self or uh, a based mind process, to be free of all binding. Um, that's what the, the resonating chamber assists in. For those who are seeking such. Then the outer shell of the pyramid has small energy vortices. Um, healing is available there. What does it mean? Don Ashley asked about that later. What do you do? Uh, cut out a little uh, <laughs> a little chamber on the side of the pyramid in the shell somewhere and lie in there and do something? I don't know. But um, there are other particular functions of other locations in a pyramid. Don's wondering, 5918, what position would be the age reversal position? (laughs) Ra says approximately 5 to 10 degrees above and below the queen's chamber position. Right, above and below, and that's the lowest chamber, in ovoid shapes on each face of the four-sided pyramid, extending into the solid shape approximately one quarter of the way to the queen's chamber position. (laughs) Don asked for clarification. Asks, in other words, if I just went inside the wall of the pyramid a quarter of the way, but not or but still remain three quarters of the way from the center at approximately the level above the base of the Queen's Chamber, I would find that position. Ra said, this is approximately so. You must picture the double teardrop extending in both the plane of the pyramid face, meaning the wall, I think and in half towards the queen's chamber extending above and below it this is you know 3d geometry you may see this as the position where the light that has been the light has been scooped into the spiral and then is expanding again so it's a it's there's an expansive um quality to the first spiral at those locations associated with above and below the queen's chamber and um, somewhat towards the wall in an ovoid shape, double teardrop. Ross said, this, is, this position is what you may call a prana vacuum. Pranic vacuum, meaning there's no energy disturbance, there's no pranic activity perhaps, or no pranic flow. Therefore, um, there can be probably some very deep healing of the physical body and energy bodies associated with physical health um, that, that are sort of reversing the um, degenerative uh, process of the energy bodies that lead to uh, death, physical death. 59.20 Why would this reverse aging? And that's a good question. What is, you know, how, what, what Ra is calling a pronic vacuum wherever it is, associated with up and, you know, above and below the queen's chamber in the ovoid or double teardrop shape, close to the wall, but not too close. Why do pranic vacuums such as that reverse aging? Raw explains 5920. Aging is a function of the effects of various electromagnetic, and here we have brackets, electromagnetic fields upon the electromagnetic fields of the mind-body-spirit complex. In this position there is no input or disturbance of the fields, nor is any activity within the electromagnetic field complex of the mind-body-spirit complex allowed full sway. The vacuum sucks any such disturbance away. Thus the entity feels nothing and is suspended. That's very interesting. So, uh, there probably are other places, like certain caves, um, where exists a pronic vacuum. I wouldn't be surprised if there are places around the earth uh in a mountain maybe that has uh, locally uh, a kind of pranic vacuum effect uh, but there is you know there there are a lot of secrets in this world that very few people know, and so maybe someone somewhere has discovered pranic vacuums and um you know age reversal but we can think of um aging as um, disturbance or sort of you know long-term subtle energy disturbance energy degeneration energy deterioration deterioration of energy flow function of of energy grid activity in the electromagnetic bodies uh, of the seven-dimensional self so aging is a function of the effects of various energy electromagnetic fields uh in the environment or so-called environment upon electromagnetic or energy fields of of us mind-body-spirit complex so no input or no disturbance and uh, so there's there's no input and therefore no disturbance from the external fields nor does the electromagnetic energy field complex of the entity um fully uh process or circulate as it normally does which uh, for us is associated with aging and thus that energy that vacuum that that area um leads to healing of disturbance or reversal of the de- de- energy energy deteriorative process right the energy deterioration um like like entropic right the the movement to entropy, which uh, of electromagnetic fields, particularly I would think the etheric body, or certain energy fields, physical, you know first three chakras energy fields also, uh, that normal entropic um, return to you know <laughs> to uh, return to zero or um, disorgani- disorganizational process leading to death doesn't happen. So, these pranic vacuums are useful, but uh, hard to find. 5921. Is the pyramid shape that Jim has constructed in our yard functioning properly? Is it aligned properly and built properly? Ross said it is built within good tolerances, though not perfect. However, its, al- it's, a, it's alignment should be as this resting place for maximum efficiency. Alignment means a north south. Should be the same as I think the room where they're doing the channeling. Do you mean that one of the base sides should be aligned 20 degrees east of north? Ross said that that alignment would be efficacious. That is considered the direction. David Wilcock talks about this, and we talked about it. The one of the base sides should be aligned to 20 degrees east of northeast, um, east of north, which is northeast. Uh, or north by northeast, um, because Ross said something like, that's the direction from which, what, the newer energies will come, or something associated with the North Pole movement. So, some kind of physical, maybe it's the magnetic North Pole, or physical North Pole, I don't know, I guess it's electromagnetic North Pole, uh, would be shifting 20 degrees northeast. That's it. Now, that may be all. There may be Earth changes, um, you know, <laughs> very much associated with dimensional shift, as we see right now, obviously. But um, it may be that the whole pole shift is only 20 degrees. And how much is done already, I don't know. These things, I'm not in the science part of this. But that's the um, movement of magnetic north uh, associated, with four de- associated with fourth density on Earth. 5923. Previously, you stated that one of the base sides should be aligned with magnetic north, which is better to align with magnetic north or to align with 20 degrees east of magnetic north. Ross said, this is at your discretion. The proper alignment for you of this sphere at this time is magnetic north. However, and it's also good to have your bed face magnetic north. However, In your query, you ask specifically about a structure which has been used by specific entities whose energy vortices are more consonant with the, shall we say, true color green orientation. This would be the 20 degrees east of north or 20 degrees northeast. There are advantages to each orientation. The effect is stronger at magnetic north and can be felt more clearly. The energy, though weak, coming from the now distant but soon to be paramount direction is more helpful. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. It's the choice between quantity or and quality, or wideband and narrowband aid in meditation. So, uh, the choice between aligning to current magnetic north versus aligning to 20 degrees northeast is uh, can be considered a choice between quantity now. Or quality now <laughs> um, wide bound or narrow band um, there are you know oils and there are crystals that work more on the body than on the mind or spirit there are oils and crystals and meditation tools um, and all sorts of uh, help assistant helping um, materials that can be used that may work more on body to strengthen body, or may work more on mind, or may work more on on spirit. In that they're even more subtle. Like flower essences are considered more more subtle than gemstone elixirs. This kind of thing. All of these things are useful, uh, but you've got to you know determine what kind of effect are you looking for, uh, and in this case we're talking about. Um, more tangible versus more subtle uh... and uh, those who are doing initiation (laughs) certainly want to be aligned with uh, true color green and that's more consonant with the twenty degrees uh, east of north fifty-four the last getting close to the end here and i will do a little bit talking about pyramid and seven ray um, uh... Upward spiraling light from root chakra to crown and the correspondences. 5924 When the planetary axes realign, will they realign 20 degrees east of north to conform to the green vibration? Um, great, simple question. Ross said We fear this shall be the last question as this entity rapidly increases its distortion towards what you call pain of the bodily complex. She was in a lot of pain. Ra goes on, there is every indication that this will occur. We cannot speak of certainties, but are aware that the grosser or less dense materials will be pulled into conformation with the denser and lighter energies which give your Logos its proceedings through the realms of experience. May we answer any brief queries at this time? So, Ra seems to be answering yes um when there's full pole shifting or planetary axis realignment um it will be 20 degrees east of north in confirmation with um you know the energy the electromagnetic grid of earth or the fourth dimensional energy body of earth see the earth has seven energy fields like a human a mind-body-spirit complex higher self and its seventh density totality has seven energy fields likewise a planet earth dimensional shift is really the activation of its fourth density body energy field associated with true color green heart chakra which really means that after dimensional shift earth will be activated one two three four and then third density will go out of activation for a while as ross said when the planet is more stably activated first, second, third, fourth dimensionally or one, two, three, four, um, energy fields activation, then it seems that, yes, there will be, a a stabilized pole, uh, realignment where the magnetic north will be where, uh, 20 degrees, you know, to 20 degrees northeast today will be where the north pole goes to, uh, It's not certain, Ross said, um, but they're aware, or they understand that what they call grosser materials means um, physical condition, physical matter. You know the elements on the earth: earth, water, (laughs) fire, air. The grosser, which are less dense. You see, that's a funny, you know, material, materiality, or space-time matter, mineral. And uh, you know water and the minerals are grosser but they're actually less dense than higher dimensional uh, energies so materiality is gross versus subtle but energetically it's less dense compared to the subtle and so the physical materials will be pulled into conformation With denser or lighter material, lighter energies, which are denser. So the subtle is energetically dense, while the material is uh, energetically and and energetically less dense or is less dense in energy. So higher dimensions are more dense, and um, lower dimensions like third dimension although it's gross and coarse and crude and tangible is um, energetically or electromagnetically less dense of um, light energy it's a lower frequency of intelligent energy we can say so that change will happen or is already in the process of happening now that um, pole axis realignment finally 5925 Don says only if there is anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact, meaning, is there anything we can do? Ra said, I am Ra, all is well. We are aware that you experience difficulties at this time, but they're not due to your lack of conscientiousness or dedication. I am Ra, I leave you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one infinite creator tonight and that ends session 59 um next week in session 60 we have um a lot of personal material and things got kind of troubled we're getting into the new realm of uh, 60 through 106 the second half is well underway and there were a lot of issues and um a lot of they were having some more problems um which we will explain. So next time in session sixty we'll take a couple of classes. There are actually thirty-two exchanges and that'll take us at least two classes. Uh I wanted to briefly just mention for five or ten ten minutes maybe some um kind of free association of um the correspondence between the um, three spirals in the Giza pyramid and the progression of upward spiraling light from root chakra, muladhara, to crown chakra, Sahaswara up the central channel, sa- uh, what is the name, uh, I'll remember it later, but the, um, the movement of upward spiraling light Uh, from the root to the crown um, Sushumna the main channel this is all Sanskrit, uh, Hindu yoga Um, the movement of energy from root to crown is very much akin in some ways to the movement of energy um, scooped in the semi-scoop below the pyramid up to the base Uh, the crown chakra has a, a fountain kind of function or fountain um s- streaming energy streaming particularly actually from the sixth and the seventh chakras when the channel is quite clear from root to uh six ray so from root chakra six chakra when the the channel uh of energy of kundalini right from root to crown is quite open meaning personal issues, blockages, uh, personal issues, distortions are released. first three chakras are pretty clear, and green-blue center is quite developed, and so one is quite settled living in love light, Um, akin to the crystallized healer, or the adept. um, When that has been done, the spirit complex, or the head, has a certain kind of uh, streaming, fountaining energy, effect similar to the third spiral off the apex of the pyramid and the work of the um, two chambers the queens and then the kings the queens uh, of initiation and the kings of healing uh, there may not be perfect correspondence to the seven chakras obviously within you know these positions there are only two positions uh, where the chambers were in the pyramid but no doubt healing and initiation are the the two primary work to get oneself to be um, a crystallized healer and so to be able to be um, streaming fountaining energy from the head uh, in a natural radiatory love light way um, surely one needs uh, the work of healing and initiation And healing in many ways is a clearance of blockages in the lower triad for second third chakras working through basically issues uh, that uh, are associated with personal psychology and personal relationships and our uh, engagement with society and of course uh, body you know bodily our, our relation to our own body so first second third chakra or lower triad blockages are associated with uh particularly um uh, pre-conscious or pre-incarnative karmic carry-through associated with root chakra issues and then the issues of psychology associated with second and the issues of psychology and thinking and view actually and opinion and perspective um, associated with uh, relationship and group life. So all of that can be expanded at length, but I won't. (laughs) We don't have time. Meaning, first chakra blockages are very much associated, I think, with pre-incarnative karmic result. Um, Some people come in with a very weak body, sickly, low vital energy. Some people come in with a healthy, robust body, and everybody comes in with some, you know, various, some combination of the two, meaning some particular strengths and weaknesses of the body. Uh, and that is often associated with core um, psychology associated with body consciousness, like gender. Do I, am I okay with being in a male body? Am I okay being in a female body? Do I hate this gender? Do I love this gender? Am I okay with it? Is it a big deal or not? What about uh, you know how to maintain health? What about sexuality? What about um, issues of of body care over the lifetime? What about you know the balance between activity and rest dot dot dot? And then there's much more subtle workings uh, associated with first chakra unblocking that are actually subsequent to the mind working of um, healing and initiation, or associated with initiation of um, body. Like in the Tarot, when we finally get to the sections on Tarot, um, the Tarot 22 cards give uh, three sets of seven phases of initiation of, body, of mind, body, spirit. That series, uh, 1 through 7, 8 through 14, 15 through 21, Represent seven phases of initiation of the complexes of mind and then body and then spirit seems to me and then that that the body initiation is subsequent to initiation of mind and in my understanding as I've said before that is very subtle uh, etheric reworking etheric healing uh, of the um, the electromagnetic complexes associated with first chakra. Which is related to seven, obviously, in the seven-one band, and then the mind initiation um, basically requires deep mind healing, and that healing is um, done particularly in second and third chakra, and um, led by fourth and fifth, <laughs> fourth chakra, leading fourth chakra, uh, um, leading wisdom, or four over five leads to. And fifth chakra over love heals three. Or the healing of second ray, uh, personal psychology, basically personal psychology um, and and all the complexes of um, self-identity, mental self-identity, psychological selfhood, um, is healed uh, pretty much by green-blue, four and five, while I would say that fifth ray, uh, the third ray, yellow, or the um, dynamics of um, relationship are our, our personal, what we personally bring into relationship. Very much associated with our uh, beliefs and opinions. And um, our beliefs and opinions as they um, lead our forms of engagement with society and group. And these are third chakra dynamics healed, I would say, significantly by um, 5 and 4, by blue-green. So there's green-blue and blue-green, right? There's leading with love leading with wisdom. Surely it's both love and wisdom or acceptance and comprehension needed for healing, uh, particularly of 2nd-3rd ray blockage. But the mix may be, the, the balance may be a little different in working with 2nd versus working with 3rd ray blockage or issues of psychol- personal psychology Versus issues of intellect and uh, opinion as they determine, as we, as we, our activity and relationship and group are determined very much by how we think about these things. Um, And so all of that is healing. (laughs) And all of that precedes um, the greater initiation, which is really the integration of uh, the first six chakras. And that's um kind of mastery. Uh and then that leads to the capacity to um freely stream or fountain um love light from the head, from the spirit complex. And um that's the great work. So it's not necessary to have a pyramid and it's not necessary to uh, you know, read the tarot cards. Um, but it is necessary to understand the seven rays, and particularly the the critical importance of love and wisdom um as they lead the way to the healing of all um personal psychology wounding and wrong view and unhelpful um belief uh and uh lead us to make good choices making good choices is very important and making good choices requires um a willingness to really look to consider consequences before acting or at least be have some certainty that the consequences are beneficial for self and other so um there's more i can say but that'll be it for now so i hope that was helpful um, and Ra surely is not encouraging anyone to build a pyramid. You know, I think Ra was got a little bit, kind of, um, a little bit at the end of the uh, at the end of the the the, the unf- a little unfurled, <laughs> or a, not impatient, of course, but um, Don kept asking about pyramids, and I think Ra, ultimately wants people to understand that. Um, healing and balance and initiation doesn't require a pyramid, and the time of pyramids has passed. In fourth density, they'll probably be used again. But the time of pyramid healing is gone, actually, although <laughs> one can use a pyramid uh, for personal use carefully. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Next time we'll go to session 60, and we a have much more to get into. And um, we'll actually be moving out of The, um, yeah, we're, looks to be, we're, no, we still have more about pyramids, but slowly we're getting out, but next session's about half in pyramid and half outside. Anyway, thank you for being here again, I appreciate the opportunity, please take good care, see you next time, and good night.